As a former patient, I can definitively say Ian Heron is a terrible therapist and no one should go see him. That's why I've hacked into his personal cloud to release his private therapy sessions, so now everyone can hear what a selfish, misguided, idiotic, pretentious dickwad he really is. You can help me run Ian out of business by subscribing and leaving us a nice review. Now, let's start the show. Test, test. Since September, that sultry star, the sun, shits shiny smiles so studying students stay satiated. Since September, that sultry star, the sun, shits shiny smiles so studying students stay satiated. All right, looks like the mic is working. It is 7.58 a.m. on a Sunday. I'm getting ready to meet with my client, Ronnie Rivers. And just a little bit of time for a self-check in here. How am I feeling? What's going on with me? Um, well, I took the elevator with uh, the, the guy in my building that uh, fixes everything. I don't know what his title would be. He's, he's more than a handyman. He's like a, he, do, he does everything. Kind of like a Mr. Do Something to Anthony Melton from the Memphis Grizzlies, but a real life guy that actually does helpful stuff uh, other than basketball. Um, and he's just the nicest guy, and I love him so much. And he he has such an open heart. Uh, and I was going down. I was in the elevator because I was taking my recycling down all the way to the basement before I headed out the door to uh, go meet up with some friends. And uh, uh, this gentleman offered to take my recycling down for me, uh, and like took it out of my hands, my like dirty trash. He took it out of my hands. And it's like not only is this guy able to fix everything, but now he's going to be nicer than me. It's like I. I'm a pretty fucking nice guy. Like, give me a corner that I can be better at you than something. And instead, you're just going to be like a much better human being me in every way. It's like, uh, <laughs> I'm a fucking nice guy. Oh, oh, hello. Hello. Come on in. Hello. Hey, Ronnie. Good to see you. Hey, Doc. How are we doing? Oh, uh, sorry. Not a doctor. I, I always have to remind people that I'm a CTWROS, not a doctor. But uh, feel free to call me whatever makes you comfortable. Not, you're not wait I'm, I'm coming to you for like a year like what's what are those what are those letters I mean I just assumed it meant oh, doctor it, oh gosh people get caught up on this all the time no C C T W R O S. there's no d in there there's no doctor um so I, I I'm actually a uh, creative thinker who rents office space uh and that and, and that's my title and uh and that's how I became a therapist is I you know I'm a creative thinker and now I rent office space and um you know, I think that gives me more flexibility and more leeway than doctors have. You know, doctors are very much like, oh, I got to I got to do what I learned. And I, I can be so much more free spirited, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 all that's above board, though. That's all. It's a. Uh... Well, I, I'm honest about it. I mean, you just asked True. me about it. when you called me doctor, I corrected you. That's you know, a... you know what you're getting into. That's good enough for me. All right. Hey, Ronnie, I never say this, but you're one of my favorite clients. Really? Yeah. It's like a joy to see you. You're like, first of all, the fact that you work in professional basketball is 
one of the coolest things. I mean, that's that's a sweet gig. Sometimes. Sometimes. Oh no, Ronnie, is it is is everything okay? Yeah, we yeah we I had a I'm having a bad week. Oh no. Yeah. Because you coach um what is it the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder. You're an assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. assistant. Yeah. Um, Do you not? Okay. You don't write that down. The, well, well, I what I, as you've noticed, I've switched to recording our sessions. So instead of writing things down, I listen back to the recordings. Yes, I still coach at the for the Oklahoma City okay. Thunder. Yeah, I mean the coaching carousel—that's a term, right? You never know. I've been with moving. the team since the Seattle Sonics. Oh, okay. All right, that was a long time. Yeah, that's that, okay. That, well, that—that's what confused me. I think is like I thought Seattle was a different team, but now that I think about it, is it just an extension? Of the same universe. I don't want to dwell on this, but you really should have known that. Uh, you could. What's Kevin Durant like? In person? No. <laughs> on TV, what's he like? No, of course, in person. I'm sorry, I'm being silly. I I told you I'm not having a good week, right? Yeah, I, I know, but it's Kevin Durant. Nah, it's okay. You're trying to trying to cheer me up, or whatever. It's Kevin Durant, and you work. You coach one of the best of all time. You're part of that. I, yeah, uh, Kevin is, I mean, how do I, what's the best way to describe this? Um, growing up, like, uh, Kevin is growing up. Oh no, I'm sorry. You weren't done. When you, as a person grows up, you know, like, uh, when you're on like the playground and you're picking teams, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you're on a team maybe that loses, right? Uh, hypothetically, hypothetically, I could imagine. Kevin's, I could imagine that to happen. Yeah, Kevin is. Um, let's see. He's the type of kid that if he was on a team that would lose, instead of trying to make that team better, he would instead get all of the best players together, put them all on one team, and then he'd also, and then also, but he'd probably go a step further and try to get the other kids suspended. He'd be totally mm. fine playing mm. against the third string of another team and winning that mm. way. And then I'm um, acting as though he were he were some he were the greatest player of all time. Okay. He is uh, in professional terms, like in the NBA, what we call him is we call him a bitch. Mm. Yeah, it's an acronym. It's, um, okay. Oh, what does it stand for? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I, I'm so, I'm sorry I asked. Uh, I'm sorry I asked. Well, uh, I guess my plan to cheer you up by talking about the greatest player you ever coached has immediately backfired. You. Uh, burn that house down right away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so l- let me just look up. Uh, let me just look up what happened this week in, in Oklahoma City. Th- oh my God. Yeah. Oh my, that you lost to my favorite team. You lost it. Mem- Wait, is this a Memphis is your favorite team? I'm from Memphis. <laughs> Why is that surprising? I'm a huge Memphis Grizzlies. Fan. I, I guess neither of us have really been paying attention to the other person's backstory. <laughs> Well, in fairness, you don't keep the recordings and, and it, I, I'm, I'm a professional and I, it's like, yeah. you don't, don't you honestly, if you walk away from every session, knowing less about I, me, I'm doing my job. I hate Memphis. You hate Memphis. I hate them. Um, the team. I hate everything. I hate all things associated with Memphis. Now I've never. The MLK museum. I wasn't going to start with it, uh, but you know what? Now that I'm just saying, yeah, I, I went. Let, let's let's test this. Um, I did, yeah, I went there, and I hate I hate that museum. That is very tough. I that is uh that is a very tough statement. The air they have no air conditioning. 
Well, even so, I mean, the, the historical It's not about the content. It's not okay. about the content. Okay, that's how... That's helpful to hear. <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better. Also, you know what? Yeah, you know what? You, here's the other thing too. Is he? That's where. That's where he got killed. Memphis sucks. Now that I admit, like that that that's a that's a big that's that's one of Memphis's biggest boo boos. <laughs> um, we we should not have done that. One of and granted, the city. One of what do you rank above that? Um, you know, I think the I think the the Pelican brief chase sequence has some uh, inconsistencies. Uh, that's true, actually. I would probably also put that one. I put number one, Pelican brief chase sequence. And then it's honestly, it's a distant second, but the assassination of Martin Luther King is probably there at number two. And I want to stress that I, I don't feel that way, but, but, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that you feel that way. They're definitely both terrible things that happened in Memphis. Um, And, you know, it's not, it's not really for me to diagnose degrees of terrible. Um, However, I would have to say, just based on looking at this box score really quick, one of the greatest things to ever happen in Memphis is this. I mean, this is, this is, there's something like 200,000 basketball games been played professionally in the NBA. This is the biggest margin of victory in history. Is that right? Yeah. 73 point, never been done before. Yeah. Felt that I, way. I'm surprised as the coach of the team, you didn't know that, that that didn't come up in like a press briefing or something. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of things about it. I've been trying to block it out because, uh, yeah, it was, just, yeah. it was a very embarrassing moment for myself and for everybody else to lose what? a game by uh, 73 points. I didn't think that was even really possible. What was the uh, what were the huddles like? What were you what were you saying in there? What were you were you trying to were you trying to switch up the defense? Were you changing strategies like what was going on in there? Yeah, you know, at first, like. We said, I mean, look at the end of the first quarter. We're already down 15. It's not insurmountable. So we, we 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 made some adjustments. You know, you try some zone stuff just to see like if that would do anything. Uh, these, right. I gotta tell you, man, these guys, these Memphis kids, were just shooting the fucking lights out. You know that Memphis's best player is hurt, right? Like you know that the one that like scored 40 points in a playoff game didn't even play. Yeah, John. His name's John Morant. We're aware. John Morant. No, I know his name. I could have said. His and name. I'll be honest, man. A big problem with it was uh, we a lot of our game plan was centered around stopping John Morant, and then he didn't. Oh. And then he didn't show up, and it was like, you know, it was like we had the chair pulled out from under us. You know, Coach Rivers, you stopped John Morant. Coach Rivers, you you succeeded in that. You what what the game plan that you wanted to execute, which was stopping John Morant. You did that. You should hold your head high about that. Yeah. Also, everybody calls yeah. me Coach Ronnie because Coach Rivers is too uh, confusing for people. Right. Doc Rivers. Yes. Doc Rivers is my uncle. And I don't know that we should be touching on. He's your uncle. Okay. I was gonna say I don't know that we should be touching on more civil rights things either. Uh, and Doc Rivers is a big civil rights. Maybe that's just a topic that you and I as a pair should overall not discuss civil rights. Yeah. Cause just cause I feel like because you're from Memphis, <laughs> the place that tried to kill uh, the, 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 all of those things that no, happened no. with civil rights. I, that I've would been, be hard I've for me more... too. If I was from Memphis, that's a weird thing to have to carry your whole life. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, to be clear. I love civil rights. I, uh, there's nobody who loves civil rights more than me. And I can't, I can't see how that phrasing makes me problematic. Um, but um I guess what I'm trying to say is that sometimes when we discuss civil rights, I feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, just the way that the way that you and I have a dynamic about this. Dude, I would too. I mean, if I was from the place that, you know, where that happened. Yeah. And, and look, Memphis is look, Memphis is a very dark past and I completely own it. What do you mean dark like, past? I don't avoid, 
Well, it was a it was on the river, so it was a big um, you know uh, trading center um, for terrible, terrible things uh, that I acknowledge and um, slavery. I'm talking about slavery. It was a it was a slave it was a slave. You guys were known for the trading, like, like the like transportation and like uh, like like logistics of trading slaves. Uh, to be clear, pre-Civil War, not after. <laughs> we stopped at a certain point. Thanks for clarifying um, but that. I, I, I believe because we were on the river, I believe there was some of that shit that went down, which, which is fucking terrible. Is that why FedEx is based out of Memphis? Is that- <laughs> um, God, I hope not. I, I, I will say, God, I hope not. I guess um, you could say that trade and logistics is in your blood. Yes, not in a way that I like or, you know, being from Memphis is very complicated, especially when you're a white person because of what of of what the ancestors of Tennessee have done historically there. And so, yeah, civil rights makes me a little uncomfortable to discuss because like we shouldn't have had to discuss it because my ancestors should have been better people. Yeah, that's um, tough. It's your ancestors. I did a 23 me um, pretty recently. Oh, yeah. And, and that's how you discovered Doc was your uncle. Yes. I had the same name and uh, I had, you know, heard it as a rumor and was one of the first mm-hmm. things they said was they said, Doc Rivers is your uncle. That means uh, Austin Rivers is your cousin. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I bet I bet you've like you probably you you must have had hundreds of games against these fellows. Uh, you know, throughout time. Yes. Playing. But we, I just found out now. Right. What did your 23 and me say? My 23 and me said um, uh, uh, Tennessee Cuck. Uh, that was a big one. That's a good one. And then uh, the other half was that's a good one. Oh, good. Thank you for saying that. Um, the most and people the don't other have half that reaction. Was, was just a long line of Earl Rays. It was a it was a long line of Earl Grays. Um, but uh, I said it, Earl Rays, like James Earl Ray. Oh, James Earl Ray. Oh, that lost me. No, it was it was actually a long line of Earl Grays because it's a, a British thing. You oh, see, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so it was. Uh, uh, I think it was. I think it was dipshit Earl Gray. So it's I'm half dipshit Earl Gray, and half Tennessee cuck. And that that's what my twenty three me ultimately came out to. Their whole team scored on us. The whole team was yeah. in double figures. Yeah, except for their best shooter, who only had two points, Desmond Bain, which is great because I'm looking at the box score too now. That's. Yeah, everybody. D'Anthony Melton, Mr. Do Something, my favorite player because he went to my alma mater, but also plays for uh, my favorite basketball team. Yeah. He had a great game. He couldn't miss. Um, I did. I, yeah. I, I, it was hard to understand even as it was happening because you're just watching and you're like, guys, you've never, I've never heard of people that I didn't even think were in the NBA. Santi Aldama. I don't, yeah. That, who the fuck is Salty? Yeah. Who is that? Not salty. Santi Aldama. He was picked uh, with a 30th pick and everybody said he should have gone in the second round. Uh, but uh, he was picked with a 30th pick. Memphis traded up to get him and everybody was like, why are they getting this person that nobody knows? I think he played at Loyola Marymount in college or something like that. A really, really small school. We gave and, up 18 uh, nobody- points to Santa Aldama. Santi. Say he's not Santa. Santa is a different guy. Santa's like a Christmas person. Um, Santi Aldama is... Um, I don't even know his, uh, you know, and I really shouldn't speculate about his ethnicity, but he's, I believe he's uh, uh, from uh, another country and then came here to play college. Um, Especially with the civil rights discussion we've had, I really do not want to guess what country he's from. Really? Uh, But I bet you'd be really good at tracing those roots. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I'd rather not. I, I, I think like, well, first of all, I support whatever country he's from. I think it's great. I, I am an open borders guy, and that's true. I, I think we should open up our borders. Um, what does that mean? Uh, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? Like, uh, let anybody come in that wants to come in and let anybody work that wants to work. And like, uh, I, I would love for uh, uh, people from other countries to take our jobs. Like, I, I think Americans should have jobs. Americans suck. Just like, oh, like no, no borders at all. I mean, we can have it there, but it's more of like a landmark. Like, hey, look, we're passing into this, but I don't want any like people guarding it or whatever. Wow. That's a that's a that's a wild uh, sentiment. Ah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a creative thinker who rents office space. This is what I do. I think creatively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you want to go from uh, Tennessee to Oklahoma, what do you have to do? You just you just drive there and there's little markers that you pass along the way. Uh, I want I want more globalism, you know, right? More globalism, little markers you pass along the way from Tennessee to Oklahoma. It's very easy to do that, I guess. Uh, yeah. And don't you think globalism has helped the sport of basketball? Oh, absolutely. There's so many. Yeah. So many international players, you know, so much international interest. Yeah. You know, it's been pretty big. You know, it's it's helped. A lot. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you think of it like that, the whole world knows you lost by 73 points. It's not just America, but like everybody knows that you're a part of the biggest failure in basketball history. And like just being in history is something. It's, it is interesting because I learned a lot about other countries through like uh, I was on a on a Reddit thread of all things. And I don't know why I knew I shouldn't. That's the best best place to learn about other cultures. I, is Reddit threads. I knew I shouldn't have looked at it, but like I um the one thing that seems to be a universal communication wise across all com all countries is um, the, the crying laughing emoji. <laughs> and, but the cool thing was I did learn, this is a silver lining and I've been working on silver linings. I know you told me to look for more silver linings mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. cool did you bring your playbook? Yeah. Always. Oh my gosh. Open that playbook up and read me some silver linings. I, I, Cause this is, this is the process. I don't write them in my literal playbooks. Will you stop oh. like bringing things back to Bradley Cooper movies? Like you did that last time I was in oh. here. And uh, I, it's just, it's just, it, it distracts me a little bit is all I'm saying. Did it, did it take you off the deep end? Did I watch while you dived in? Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, listen, sometimes we all feel a little tiny and a little furry and like, we're going to get pushed around, but, we got the biggest weapons and we got a lot of attitude and we're going to guard this galaxy. I don't even understand your obsession with them <laughs> because like the only story you told me was only that you saw him in line at a Starbucks and you I... said, big fan. And he winked at you. And then, yeah. and then since then, that's like all you can talk about because you were just like so shocked that he'd give you any time of day. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's weird because obviously I have some level of celebrity. Obviously, I did a commercial with Selena Gomez and everybody knows about that. So, uh, you know, in some ways I, I can kind of slide through celebrity circles, but Bradley's a very handsome, talented man. And and when he winks at you, it's kind of like the world melts around you and, and that's all you see, you know, like. I don't know. Uh, have you seen this is a this is a this is a real niche hit that didn't get a lot of uh, uh, views necessarily. Not a lot of people know about it. But have you seen this uh, cult uh, cult classic? Like, I don't know, maybe 20 people have seen it. It's called The Hangover. That's not, that is one of the biggest movies like of all time. Is it is it big? I, I always associate it as like indie and small. 
are you a fucking idiot? That's one of the biggest movies ever. Like that was a huge. What are you talking yeah. about? I mean, I watched it at home and I was pretty much the only one there. That isn't what? What are you talking about? I'm talking about I watched I watched The Hangover at home and the, I didn't see anybody else watching it. So if you if no one else is around watching something at the same time as you, like in your mind, that means that it must not be that big. When I went to the opening night of Star Wars at the movie theater, it was packed. Yeah, did you go to opening? You didn't go to opening night of The Hangover, though. Well, no, I was busy. It was also packed. Are you sure? No. <laughs> okay, I, I wasn't so- there either. Okay, so this is a little. I bit actually of a, saw an advanced know. screening of The Hangover in person. Did you? really? I really did. Yeah, and it actually it was packed, and it was like holy shit, that was so funny. And I felt like it would. It had been a couple of years since we had a really good comedy like that because it was coming off of that. You remember 05 when we had like 05 to like 07 where we had Forty Year Old Virgin, we had Wedding Crashers, sure. sure. We had a uh, Dodgeball. Yep, uh, m- most of those about um, men wanting to have sex. Really. Well, dodgeball. He was trying to hook up with the lady in dodgeball. Forty-year-old uh, virgin, literally about trying to have sex. Holy you know? shit! That is all those movies were about. Whoa! Uh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're, you know, you're good at what you do. I know you're not a doctor, but um, yeah. By the way, no, you know who else uh, isn't a fucking doctor? Who, who's that? My bullshit uncle, <laughs> Doc Rivers. Well, that's a. Is it a nickname or is that his actual name? I actually don't know that. I don't either. Yeah, he goes I mean, by, well, you just found out he he's the goes uncle. by Doc on Twenty Three and Me. So I'm going to, you know, he's very, he he's oh, very okay. active on there. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess everybody has their social media that they like choose. You know, a lot of people go for Instagram. A lot of people go for TikTok. Doc goes 23 and me. Yeah. And yeah, he loves it, man. He has, he has a gene that makes him prone to narcolepsy. Oh, the, the, all, my only association with that is Rowan Atkinson from Rat Race, which is I haven't really thought about it, but it's probably another comedy about men trying to have sex. If I, if I dug deeper. Wow. That is crazy. Those all were really about men trying to have sex. That's pretty amazing. Well, think about who wrote and directed them for the most part, horny men. I mean, aren't all movies kind of just about guys trying to have sex? Well, I mean, this Lord is of, why Lord love, of the rings, Lord of the rings trying to have sex. I mean, what's a ring other than a, a, a simulacrum vagina. Exactly. Oh, you put the, you put the vagina on and you disappear. That's my yearbook quote. <laughs> Is it really? I put the vagina on and I disappear? No, I wasn't there when they took the yearbook pictures. <laughs> and I feel like it's affected me because every you look in the yearbook really? and I, I'm under the not pictured list. Wow. Yeah. That must be tough. What? Let me ask, like, why why didn't you know that Doc was your uncle? Like, what what is your... I haven't dug deep in your family life because I get so excited to talk about basketball with you. Yeah. What... What is the dynamic to where you didn't know your own uncle? Yeah, I asked my mom about that. And, you know, her, she, she, her eyes kind of like, like filled with a rage that made me not want to press too much further. Mm. But, it, like, you know, come to find out, like, uh, that is, yeah, he was my uncle and is my mom's brother. And she just never wanted to talk about it because apparently mm. she said growing up, they were, you know, a great, close-knit competitive you know family everybody got along um and then when they they went to college she said things started drifting apart she came back for one christmas and everybody's there doc's there she's there and like and i don't believe everybody doc her everybody What do you want me to name everybody at christmas that you don't know 
No, no, no. I was agreeing with you. I don't know what you're talking. I was agreeing with you. Everybody's there. Doc, your mom, my everybody. grandma, my grand. What is with that tone? Are you mocking me? I, I, I don't. I think this is just how I sound. I told you I'm having a bad week. I, I'm. I, I got to be honest. I, I am a little giddy that my favorite team set a record. I, so maybe that's coming through ever so slightly. And giddy, and did 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 anything in my yes Josh Giddy is a player that you didn't have last night I understand um look I I should confess a little bit too knowing that Oklahoma City was playing Memphis coming up I may have tanked a few of these therapy sessions um you know I, I may I may I may have tried to guide you towards this outcome you you, so you don't want to know why my mom and Doc split apart or oh I. <laughs> I didn't want to get away from that too, too much. I, I kind of have a habit of taking a tangent, but then coming back to a thing. Uh, so I was going to come back to that, but I, I, I thought since, since I am getting, you kind of saw through my tone that I should confess that in the moment. I'll tell you what, let's circle back to that. And let's go back to the really important story. Your mom's there. Doc's there. Everybody's there. Yeah. Every, yeah. There are a lot of people there. It was Christmas time with the Rivers family. And uh-huh. there were, you know, probably probably about three dozen folks. Right. Okay. They're that all would there. be um that would be 36. Yeah. And I, you know, it's hard to believe that this is why they don't talk to each other anymore and like why they 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 no longer get along. But it, yeah, it was well, family be- dynamics are tough, yeah. Family dynamics are tough, but it's because they got into a very heated argument about whether in sync was better than the backstreet boys. Oh wow, that's and my mom, my mom, and I agree with her. She's she's like died in the wool in sync fan. And I think, oh, wow. and honestly, Doc has a way of pushing people's buttons, you know. And it's one of the things that makes him great as a coach. He knows how to yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. how to motivate. He also knows how to destroy somebody, you know. Right. And he he I guess he was just leaning really in to like uh like the size of some of the hits. But to me, it's not even a valid argument. In sync is so much better than the Backstreet Boys that it doesn't make any sense to even argue it. They dance better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got their their top their number one players better. Justin Timberlake is better than uh, you mm. know Nick Carter, right? I mean Nick Carter. Do like, you think Nick Carter's number one? I mean that because that's a debatable within itself is who is the number one Backstreet Boy? Who the fuck a lot would of people are number one on the Backstreet Boys? I think several people would say Brian. That is ridiculous. He's clearly the JC. What are you fucking talking about? Well, well, only if you're comparing them to In Sync. But if you're just saying standalone, who has the best voice? I think you could. I think an argument could be made for Brian. No, that's not how you rate who the number one person is on your group and your starting five. It's like the best all around player. It's the person that if you move them to another group, like like what? Now this is true. I should I should defer to you on starting fives. Yes, yes. Wins. We look at the wins above the replacement, the WAR rating for somebody, and okay. he definitely has a better WAR rating than than Brian does. Like that's insane, dude. Well, well, I, I, I look. I'm not making that argument. I, I I'm not here to take sides. Like. Obviously, I'll tell you exactly how I feel about civil rights, but something touchy like like NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys, I feel like I shouldn't put my thumb on the scale of how I actually feel. God, I wish we had just you know? been arguing over civil rights that day. But <laughs> it split us apart. It split well, us apart. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully your family wouldn't argue. Hopefully your family has some um, uh, um, alignment on that issue. But um, Not as much I, I'm as very you sorry. Think. That- <laughs> That's um. I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that dangling. I don't think I need to dig into that. Uh, once again, I feel like when you and I talk about civil rights, I get uncomfortable, which is totally on me as the, as the you know the the whitest white person that ever existed. You know. Yeah. Um, Proud son but, of Memphis. 
Not proud. Uh, no. I would never. I would never use the word proud to describe myself. No, you I'm would never ashamed. say you have a certain type of pride. <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no. I'm a um. Uh, what's the ashamed? I, I'm an ashamed person. Not, not. I'm not ashamed of Memphis, but I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah. And I'm ashamed that I'm from. I'm. I'm ashamed that I'm a representative of Memphis, especially after this conversation. Yeah. Um. But. You know, um, yeah, I felt like I held Memphis back. Like Memphis set this record of highest point differential, what almost ten years after I left. Uh, actually, a dozen years. Did you say you were trying to plant the seeds for this game to go this way? Yeah. So I, 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 I knew you were playing Memphis coming up. And by the way, Oklahoma City uh, beat Memphis earlier in the season, I do believe. Uh, and so I was a little upset about that. And so, you know, I put some breadcrumbs out there that I thought might. Uh, set you up for some failure, you know, and I, I apologize and I own that. I, I won't do that again because that's rude to do to you. Yeah, man. But yeah, I was rude. trying to, I was trying to fuck with your head a little bit. I was trying, let's just be honest. I was trying to, I was trying to get in there and, and psychologically break you down, you know. Do you ever notice that I, uh, every now and then I would just use the phrase get jitty with it? I did notice that. And like, I wanted to ask you what it meant, but I was worried that it would end up pulling me back into some of your stuff. And I'm actually here for me. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't want to talk about my stuff too much, but um, get jitty with it is actually jitty is a, a made up word invented by uh, bench player, John Conchar, who lit you up. Uh, if you check the box score, John Carter lit you up. Actually dunked the ball that set the scoring record for Memphis. I thought John Con. Um, I thought John Conchar. I'm not even kidding. This isn't like a disrespectful thing. I thought he was the team's accountant. No, I was like, why? I'm no, like, no. why is that? Why is he wearing a jersey? It didn't make any. It didn't make any fucking sense to me. And then no, he played. He scored 17 yeah. points. Yeah, he he has three pointers and he uh, he dunks. You know his quote after the game of like he uh, hits what three pointers like to- and he dunks. <laughs> Sound like a fucking AI. <laughs> Well, I didn't. I didn't want to say that, but that was the that was the third part of my twenty three and me. Is I'm I'm a little bit AI as well, um, but like it, I find that less interesting. I don't lead with that. I lead with dipshit Earl Grey and uh, Cuck Tennessee because that's that's the most truthful I think. But there's a little bit of AI in me too. Yeah, man. The AI. I think I will probably. I think I will probably not die and just be in a submarine and watch t- all of time pass by before aliens find me. From a submarine. Have you seen? I- <laughs> Have you seen AI? The movie? Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. I oh haven't. God, it's one of the most popular movies I've ever seen. I saw it in a packed theater, so everybody must have seen this thing. I, I your worldview is wild to me because, like, <laughs> you only think things that are valid or popular if there are like a lot of other humans physically next to you. Well, uh, yes, yeah, I, I think that's about right. I mean that that's the that's the biggest litmus test. I feel you know. Um, so, yeah, so in my mind, AI is crazy popular because I saw it with a ton of people. What was, I saw it. Well, I saw in it in a movie? Uh, uh Oh, God, who's that kid? I want to say, say it was Haley Joe Osment, but uh, yeah, I, I think it, it must have been. It was uh, it was uh, Kubrick and Spielberg collaborated on it, but then Kubrick died in the process of it being made. And so everybody said that Spielberg really Spielberged up the ending. But I think the truth of it is they had actually discussed it and it was always going to go that way. But yeah, the ending is crazy. The AI little boy just pretty much outlives all of humanity. I think it's a submarine, but it's some sort of like underwater thing or something like that. He has like a mechanical thing that he becomes obsessed with and he can't stop staring at it. 
So I think he stares at it for like thousands of years and then all of humanity dies around him and then aliens discover him. And that's the end of the movie, I think. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think there's a good chance. Bradley Cooper, by the way, incredible in it. He's in that movie? You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even know he was in it. That's how good he is. Man. Don't mention him again. <laughs> what? Do you have an anti- Bradley Cooper? I, I do. I didn't. And then uh, I try to tell people my therapist like always like spends at least a quarter of the time finding a way to bring things back to Bradley Cooper. And it's like making me dislike him. I know. I think he's actually pretty good. You don't think Bradley helps you get jitty with it? Oh my God. That's what so, oh wait, God, they, I, get jitty with I it. Was, I told you how that was. That's like what. So John Conchar. Jitty is a, is a, is a made up word that John Conchar or fans of John Carter made up to I don't know, celebrate him. Right. And so when he, he, because he does look like an accountant, I agree with that entirely. Uh, and then he dunks the ball. It's like, Oh shit, get jitty with it. Like what else would you say? I, I actually don't know the origin exactly, but it's definitely a uh, Memphis Grizzlies subreddit uh, uh, thing. Yeah. Those subreddits. So that was one, that was, that was one of the seeds I planted. Um, I also try and, um, you know, reference Mr. Do something or I, I reference that nickname a lot. And that's D Anthony Melton who also lit you guys up. So, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I may have also, um, injured Shea Gilgorius Alexander, but that wasn't so much through our therapy as much as I You're not went out of my way right? to, am I not Shea Gilgorius Alexander? I think it's Shy Gilgorius Alexander. Is it Shy? I think it's either well, Shy or Shea, but it's definitely not Gregorius. Okay, well, I will definitely defer to you since you have a personal relationship with him. What's he like Tall. as a person? <laughs> if he was, uh, if he was uh, uh, in, in a schoolyard in a pick'em game, I want you to Kevin Durant this for me. Like, he'd if be, he was the, if he'd he probably, was... you know, he'd probably be one of the taller guys out there. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, well, that's helpful to know. Uh, that's it, it's cool to get the like the insider information that you can only get from somebody who knows him so well. You know, Dude, you can touch the I rim very easily. Because <laughs> not only is he tall, he's like he's fairly he's an athlete. He's a, he's a mm-hmm. very athletic guy. I was mm-hmm. surprised, man. I tried to race him once. Like uh, we got in a foot race, and he he beat me badly. What was the what was the setup of it? Why was a coach racing a player in a foot race? Like, I, how did that come to be? I said, I said, I see that you're tall. <laughs> I spout, but you're not fast. And he he said, so you were challenging. Was this a technique where you like trying to push him to a next level? I didn't know he was on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so you just thought, oh, here's a, a tall guy just walked in our gym. I'm going to challenge this. Yeah. This yeah, totally. Cause I hate, I just hate when like tall guys just think they got it all. And so I was like, I bet you're tall, but you're not fast though. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. so I tucked in my shirt and we lined up and does that help with speed? Yeah, dude, totally. You don't want your shirt, get, shirt it, flapping. Look at Usain Bolt. Is his shirt tucked in? Aerodynamics. I've never looked at his shirt. I always view him like neck up. What? Neck up. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like when I'm looking at Hussein Bolt, I'm staring at that beautiful face. Just the face? You don't you don't acknowledge the rest of him? The part that's actually doing the work? I acknowledge that it exists and that it's real, but I I can't I can't take my my eyes. Look, I was in a Starbucks once and Hussein Bolt winked at me. Okay. Are you and, saying Hussein uh, or Usain? You which one is <laughs> there's no H. It sounds like you're saying uh, Usain. It sounds like Usain. you're saying Hussein. 
Uh, well, uh, then that's completely on me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not the biggest track fan. So I, I, the, the names, sometimes I could get a little off, but y- yeah. Usain Bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Usain Bolt, uh, winked at me in a Starbucks. No, he and, didn't. Uh, no, he didn't. He did. You didn't have, you didn't have two very famous people wink at you at a Starbucks. Well, it was the same time they were together. They were getting coffee together. Really? The, they, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. I, I, I'm assuming they're working on a project. I don't know if Bradley Cooper's doing a biopic. Um, <laughs> Which is problematic in its own right, but that's you know I, I love Bradley. I'm a Bradley stand. You think he's play? You think maybe he was shadowed to go method so he could play the same bolt? I think it's a possibility. I also think it's possible they were winking at each other and not me. Now that I really really think about it, who winks but at in each my other? Mind, like at the same time, or you think they were well, getting like a were, signal? Well, I think it was like I'm making a biopic. Wink, wink. Oh, I'd love for you to be in it somehow. Wink, wink. You know. It was like a wink, wink deal is what I'm trying to say. I think they were deal making with the winks. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Coach Ronnie, this is the worst mood I've ever seen you in, Coach Ronnie. You're normally like all their you normally like lift my spirits. All of their players were in double figures, man. I didn't matter what we tried. I put this. I had the fucking center guard and the point guard at one point. You know, it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Well, that that probably didn't help, actually. That probably made for a bigger lead, the fact that you had a center on a point guard, because our point guard, Tyus Jones, is a pass-first point guard who has led the league in the past two or three years in assist-to-turnover ratio. Oh, yeah? So to to guard, to use your biggest player to guard the smallest guy who is known for passing probably just means our big guy's eight, you know? Hey, yeah, we didn't lead with that dipshit. We were trying whatever we could try. Like At some point, it's, at some point, you sorry, just got to do whatever you can. I mean, it's English dipshit. I'm an English dipshit. Earl Grey dipshit, to be precise. Uh, okay. Coach Ronnie, I'm so sorry I've gotten under your skin. I feel like normally, like, we're hugging at the end, you know? I don't know if we're going to be able to hug at the end of the day session. It's just that, like, it's one thing to lose by that much, but it's one thing to, like, have no nothing in your eyes, like, no heart with it. I kept yeah. I kept trying to, to talk Gabriel Deck into hurting somebody because I'm like, at least show you got something out there. I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, I said, I promise I won't be mad. But if you go out there and you just fucking drop kick Santa Aldama. Santi, Santi Aldama. Now, see, you, I get you saying wrong, but you get Santi wrong. So, you know, we, we just know our things. We just know the things that we know. I said, man, I said, I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> if the next time I look up, you got salty, uh, salty Aldama, salty llama. Santi. You got that salty llama in a headlock. I'll give you 20 bucks. And he just didn't care, man. These fucking millennials. Oh, my God. Do you agree with your uh, your boss, Coach uh, uh, Donald or I don't, Dagnold? I don't even know how to say his name. Uh, but do you agree with your boss, the head coach, when he said, like, this is not who we are? No. Yeah. I think it says who we are. Yeah. I, I, it's hard. It's hard not to be, you know. Um, yeah. It's a tough one. You know, Ronnie. You just gotta, you just gotta move on. There's, there's so many more games. Hey, you also beat the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like the team that lost by a historic record margin also beat the team that was the preseason favorite to win the title. I mean, yeah, but they're, what in, was that? they're in shambles. They didn't even, it just like it didn't even count. Yeah, it's just feel like it didn't what, count. But still, like in the moment of beating the Lakers, that must have felt a little good, right, Coach Ronnie? It's not. No, honestly, man, no. It's more dangerous because, like, we the worst thing in life is hope. And mm. we win a game like that. And it's like, it's like, oh man, maybe we could be something. But then you're reminded immediately that you can't be anything. And mm. 
that really is the worst thing. I'd rather we go 0 and 82 than to will be the way we are right now. Because then we mm-hmm. at least then at least nobody can lie to themselves and say, like, oh, if we just da 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 da, then maybe we'd be blah 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 blah. But uh it's because right. none of that's even true. We like uh, it's a terrible team. Uh they should fucking disband it. Coach, Coach Ronnie, no, don't don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, look, Coach Ronnie, um, I'll tell you what, why don't we do what we always end our session with? Let's just do a guided meditation. Let's bring you back to a sense of relaxation. Let's let's find your zen. We got to get you ready for these next games coming up on the schedule. So, um, is that would that be all right by you? Yeah, yeah. All right. Just listen to my voice. Uh, this is this is from one of the kings of meditation that I'm borrowing this from. Uh, and so, just listen to my voice as I count down: three, two, and one. You find yourself on a winding road leading to a remote hotel in the snowy Colorado mountains. In time, you make your way inside the hotel to find a foyer with a high ceiling and gothic chandeliers. You think to yourself, this will be the perfect place to finish my novel. To avoid writer's block, you bounce a ball playfully off the walls. Work and no play makes Ronnie a dull boy. All work and no play makes Ronnie a dull boy. All work and no play. Is this shining? Makes Ronnie. What? We're not even. You don't know where this is going. This, this could is be the shining. Right the shining. Well, first of all, hardly anybody's seen the shining. What? I watched the shining. I watched the shining uh, uh, on an airplane. And I was the only one that had it on. That doesn't mean that it's not popular. It's one of the well, biggest I, movies of all time. Well, I didn't even get into more direct quotes that would have indicated that. But I, look, I think I I very much view you as the type of person that could in a in a good. I mean this in a good way. I view you as the type of person that could take could an kill my wife, your family. Yes, yeah. yes. Right, because you had that killer instinct. You're you're a basketball like you wanted to you wanted to send a player out to intentionally hurt Santi Aldama, you know. Like Yo, can I, I, I you thought something? you would really sorry, connect to this. Something? Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you? Did you? I, I feel like Shelly Duvall's character is really annoying, <laughs> and I'm not saying that like you should be murdered for that. Especially you got a little kid running around. But dude, did you think she was like annoying? Because like I thought she was like annoying, like her mannerisms and shit. Like I just like. So I have to confess, the plane landed. I didn't finish the film, <laughs> so what? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen it in its entirety. Um, but uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I like her quite a bit. I think I'm very attracted to her. So I, maybe my my Ugh. my tent is colored. I don't know. I, I have a thing for like brunettes with short hair. I think, uh, or like dark hair, uh, short haired people. Uh, I'm not saying that because your hair is dark and short. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to say that. I, I would be fine if I was. That sexuality is a spectrum, and, and all that good stuff. But um, well, let's not even. Uh, if I don't want to hear, if I don't want to discuss civil rights with you, I definitely don't want to discuss uh, LGBTQ plus matters. Um, but um, anyways, uh, I, I, you're attracted I, I, to Shelley Duvall. A little bit, yeah. Or uh, like specifically her like look physical. in the shiny. Wait, what well, about it? That look like is like that's not a look. Well, uh, your hair's not even that I short. Don't know. It's kind of a bob cut, isn't it? I don't think so. 
maybe not. I don't know. I, I again, I, I saw I saw only bits of it on an airplane. Mostly, I was using this as a meditation because I find it, you know, very relaxing. You know, I was I had a whole five or six more lines if you want to hear them. I do. Sorry, I got distracted. Okay, so when I found okay. out we were okay. in The Shining. No, it's okay. I I just you know I think it's important to reach a conclusion on these things. <laughs> All work and no play makes Ronnie a dull boy. Is anyone ever concerned about you? Does anyone ever have a single thought about your responsibilities? Does anyone have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is? Come out, come out wherever you are. Little pigs, little pigs, let you come in. You'll huff and you'll puff till you blow their house in. Chase the littlest piggy into the hedge maze, but the bitterly cold winter freezes you in place forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And we're coming out of the meditation now, Ronnie. And three, two, one. And you're back with me now, Ronnie. Were you even aware that you called out what the meditation was from within, or were you just so in a trance that that was all just a part of it for you? Hey, honestly, I felt pretty good knowing I died. Yeah. I would imagine after a 733 point loss, most of the Oklahoma City Thunder feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. We had a. Does it, did, does it make you feel better knowing that you lost to the best team in, in the league? The best team in the league? No. Are you put, they're, yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies. They're Memphis Grizzlies. You're out of your mind. They're not the no, best I team think, in the league. I think the Memphis Grizzlies have a solid five first to all team NBA candidates this year. Are you out of your mind? What are you talking about? Nobody has five all NBA first team candidates. Well, nobody's ever beaten a team by 73 points. What? Those two things aren't, aren't equivocal. Well, the team that did it has five first NBA team candidates, I feel. That is, I mean, who are you going to leave? Who are you leaving off first team all NBA? John ja Morant? I don't think so. Jaron Jackson Jr.? I don't think so. Desmond Bain? I don't think so. Dilly Dilly? Dylan Brooks? Oregon? Pac 12? Or, Shout out Oregon. Canada. Oregon. It's not, no one pronounces it that way except for how fucking you, morons from the East Coast. Okay. How do you pronounce the, the, the former coach of LSU? Hold on. Who, who uh, replaced by Chip Kelly? Have you never been corrected on how to say Oregon? Has no one ever done that? Well, because here's, here's, saying my problem. Say, here's my fucking problem. You're saying, okay, all right, okay. People get corrected on it, and then they continue to pronounce it wrong. Like, what the fuck? But the thing is, you're you're pronouncing it the way that the coach, uh, the former coach of LSU pronounces his name. And a name can't be a state. A state is a state. A name is a name. So Coach Coach Oregon of LSU it's is one thing. No, it's Coach Oregon. It's Oregon. And it's Oregon, the state. It's Oregon. Coach Oregon. And it's Oregon. How do you? Pre- it's oh, yeah. No, I, I, I've been to Port. I've been to Portland, Oregon. Is that what you want me to say? I've been to Portland, Oregon, and and I, I, I know, I know the feel of it. You have dyslexia. Yes. I thought so. Yeah, it, it it doesn't come up a lot, but I I I have severe dyslexia. Yeah, you sir, you're pretty yeah. slow. Did you get like anxiety when people would ask you to read in class? Um, not so much because I would just, uh, uh, make it, make up a better story and, uh, the class would cheer. <laughs> that sounds like a made up story. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, the, I, I, they, they, the teacher would call on me to read and I, I didn't 
you know, piss my pants or cry. I, I, I made up a story that was better and the class cheered and they uh, lifted me up and kind of carried me around, you know, um, and uh, it was a big celebration. And uh, the teacher said, Ian, you're going to be in a Selena Gomez commercial one day and you're going to be a semi well-known uh, New York based improv comedian that changes paths and becomes a therapist. And that, and that's just a part of my childhood history. That's always been true. And I've never rewritten that. Dude, I don't mean to do a little like, like role reversal here on you, but you are for sure blacking out and writing over your, oh my me- your gosh, memories. We are, oh my gosh, Coach Ronnie, we are out of time. Can you believe that? It's, your brain um, is a VHS tape that you've just been I recording think, over with new shows. I think what I want to do is to, to, to help to make sure I don't overcharge you is I just want to uh, black out the last two or two or so minutes that we've been talking here. So I, I didn't hear anything that you just said. I don't want to acknowledge anything that you just said. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rewrite this later. You are just this last two minutes. You're deeply ill. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I would say I'm, uh, a little bit of a Tennessee cuck and a little bit of an Earl Grey dipshit. What is and a just cuck? a little bit of AI. Uh, it's somebody from Tennessee that um, uh, is unable to please their own uh, uh, spouse or partner. And so they bring in somebody who's bigger and stronger to do it. And maybe they watch uh, uh, from their cuck box. Uh, by the way, I'm heavily invested in cuck boxes, which is just a box from which you can um, uh, uh, be a cuckold in and you can watch from your little safety box. It's like a, it's just like a cardboard box with two holes cut out where the eyes are. It's a cuckold box. You just why you just sit in the box? That's probably a high margin business, honestly. It's it it, it does pretty well for me. It's, it's how I'm able to afford to rent this office space. Oh, you sell cuck boxes? Um, I, I I'm I'm heavily invested in cuck boxes. I don't actually do the sales of them, but I have stock in them. Uh, we were actually uh, cuck boxes was actually bought by WeWork. But we were able to uh, uh, negotiate ourselves uh, out of WeWork for pennies on the dollar. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, um, and honestly, if we were could kept cuck boxes, I bet we work would have survived. But anyways, um, so you're a Tennessee, Tennessee cuck. I'm a Tennessee cuck. So I'm from Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee. And a lot of people from Tennessee are uh, uh, cuck ish, especially outside the big city. I love the big cities in Tennessee because they lean a little bit more liberal like Nashville and uh, uh, Memphis do. Uh, but there's a lot of just southern conservative dickhead Tennesseans um, that uh, are total cucks. And 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 I come from them. Memphis leans liberal. Memphis leans liberal. Yeah. Oh, now it does. Uh, well, uh, I mean, it, it historically pretty much has. I mean, oh. look, the Civil Rights Museum being there is a pretty liberal thing overall. Well, you know, when did that get put um, there? Uh, oh, brr, I, I, I don't, I don't know when the museum was founded. It was after the death for sure. Um, so, um, uh, I mean, the, the, the reason that Martin Luther King was there was the garbage strikes that the, uh, 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 the, uh, the unions were striking to get, uh, fairer wages for the garbage people because they were largely people of color that were being underpaid and mistreated. And so, um, yeah, that, I mean, that was a huge moment in civil rights history and that was Memphis. I guess you didn't really pay attention to the content in the museum as much as the air conditioning wasn't working. Dude, it though, was so. so hot in there. Yeah, it was very hot in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that was just an off day. I think normally the air conditioner works great. If you're in Memphis, I recommend checking out the uh, Civil Rights Museum. And then uh, afterwards, maybe if you have time, uh, swing by Cuckbox and grab yourself a Cuckbox for the family. I'm never going to go to Memphis again. Well, you probably will have to if you play a road game. Or are you going to do like, a, oh, no, I tested positive for COVID. I can't go, guys. You said that as though do you a- don't believe people test positive for COVID. Well, I think LeBron definitely uh, was trying to duck the Clippers. Trying to duck the Clippers? 
by by having that fake positive and then oh i have to be out for a game you think lebron's trying to duck the clippers by faking yeah covid yeah dude nobody ducks the clippers uh you know um no one, yeah, trust me, know. nobody ducks that. Nobody has to duck the Clippers like that. That's insane. I mean, I think they have, I think the Clippers have a solid uh, five second team all NBA candidates. You know, that's never happened before, right? Like, no one, there's never been like all from one team like that, right? And I'm telling you, Coach Ronnie, a 73 point beatdown has never happened before. This is the year to buck the trends. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, Coach Ronnie, it was, it was great seeing you. We can get into more of this the next time I see you, but, um, Thank you for coming. Uh, thank you for being here. I, I I promise I won't play psychological games to get my sports teams to win again. That was inappropriate, and I acknowledge that. And, um, you know, if I can leave you with one thing, it's like give Bradley Cooper a second chance. I mean, I think he's I think he's multi-talented. He can do everything, right, direct, yeah. act. Yep. Um, you know, wh- check out AI. Pretty much everybody else has seen AI except for you. So I think that's one that you should definitely – um, keep track of. Uh, you can forget all the specifics of The Shining. I don't think that'll ever be referenced in any other popular culture. That's kind of a very specific niche thing. So, you know, ditch The Shining in your memory bank and then fill it with AI. I think that's my advice for you. You said if you could leave me with one thing, that was like that was a yeah. And then I, well, it was uh, oh, but to me, it's all part of the same multitude. You know. Hey, look, man, I stick these things out for one reason and one reason only. Are you gonna like refill my prescription? Uh, uh, yeah, just so you know that, that technically what I'm writing you is an IOU, but if you go to a sketchy enough pharmacist, they'll cash that in. So yeah, I'll write you an IOU for whatever you want. Good enough. I just need that. All right, thanks coach Ronnie. All right. Yep. Thanks coach Ronnie. Great seeing you, man. Hey, better luck next time. Hey, uh, next time, uh, maybe John Moran will play. You'll lose by 80. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have shouted that as you left. I'm sorry. How did I meet you? Oh, that was, um, that was interesting. Honestly, I, I was just, uh, I was, I was smirking like a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what's the thing that smirks? I should come up with a thing that smirks. I was smoking like, uh, I was, I was smirking like the, Ronnie, are you still out there? Ronnie, you can go. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I peeked my head back in the door when I heard you struggling to find a word. No, it's okay. You know, it's okay. I appreciate it's it. It's not your fault. You're I, dyslexic. It is not your fault. A, you have a bad memory. It's okay. Look, uh, for the record, I, because I don't want to overcharge you again, I'm going to erase all of this. I'm going to rewrite it that I came up with Cheshire cat right away. But thank you, Ronnie. I appreciate you, friend. All right. Later, man. All right. I just want to really double check that he's not still out there now. Okay. He's getting on the elevator. Okay. And I'm just going to look out my window and make sure he's really crossing the street. Yeah, there he goes past the forever construction stride across the street. Okay, he's really gone. Okay, so yeah, I feel a little guilty. I was grinning like a Cheshire cat that whole session. I obviously, you know, I got everything that I wanted. I really set him up for failure, you know. Maybe I wasn't grinning during some of the civil rights conversation because I was worried how that would be portrayed. And, uh, you know, I I do care a lot about liberal causes and I do want to be an ally as much as possible. And I don't always talk uh, as, as great as I can about those sorts of things. You know who's honestly, you know who talks really eloquently about civil rights issues? The maintenance guy in my building. And I just, goddamn, I he is everything I want to be. He's got great hair. He's nice. He can fix things. 
maybe I should maybe I should go to him for therapy. Quick note to self. Obviously, this session was recorded the day after the 73-point Memphis Grizzlies beatdown of the Oklahoma City Thunder. It is shortly after the session that I googled and researched Ronnie Rivers, the nephew of Doc Rivers, and I've discovered that he's not a real person, and that I'm dealing with a level of psychosis I've never dealt with before. This is somebody in completely denial of their own reality, and quite frankly, I have no idea who they really are. I will just say about this Ronnie person, I've known them for a long time, and it seems part of their fun that they want to push me into a situation in which I will have to speak uncomfortably about a topic. And so that seemed to happen multiple times on this episode in a way that hopefully reads as fun. Quick shout out to Aaron Harland, who makes incredible podcast cover art and also theme songs, but is also a tremendous musician in her own right that you should follow at ER Harland on Instagram and check out at AaronHarland.com. Thanks to Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com for the use of the meditation music. If you've heard me plugging a live therapy session that's supposed to happen at the end of February, that has been postponed indefinitely. Great news, though. It's not postponed for COVID. It's just postponed for other postponement reasons. Until my lawyers take it down, be sure to follow at Sigmund Fraud Pod on Instagram so that you get all the updates of when not to check out a new episode. Okay, with all the sensitive topics and being that Ronnie Rivers is a fake person and perpetuating himself as the nephew of a real-life celebrity, I really got to make sure that this is put into a place where no one can hear it. Ah, this folder looks safe. Well done, Ian. Well done. <laughs>